Okay, it is now time for our speaker. Uh, I first heard this uh, lady last uh, fall in Oakland, and uh, when it came time to uh, make a list of speakers, and, and she came came to mind, and uh, she so graciously accepted uh, to open our convention. I would now like to present Carlin. I don't know, I'm getting, a, I'm getting a little Jennifer Lopez vibe with this thing going here. Uh, my name is Carlin and I am a compulsive overeater. Hi, you guys, you guys look beautiful. Um, Liz, welcome back. Um, I noticed something, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but when we were doing the countdown, um, the people who had more than 25 years of abstinence were sitting up here where the worker bees are. Now, I don't know if we can draw a conclusion from that, um, but I heard from my very first meeting that service is slimming and they all look fabulous. Um, so if you're new or new or, or, or renewed, um, you might want to get into service. That might be something that will get us all on the road, keep us all on the road. Um, I wanted to thank Ida very much for um, asking me and Hannah for a wonderful um, start to the convention and all the hard work that you and your committee did. I know how hard that is. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna, uh, hopefully we'll have some fun tonight because um, I don't know about you, but I could use a little fun in my life. Um, I had a, a complete physical, emotional, spiritual collapse two weeks ago. So this is either going to be like really great or you're going to go home and say, the medication she's on, I don't want any of it. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> but when I was talking with my sponsor about whether or not I needed to call Ida and be one of those people that says, I got no life going on, um, we talked about the fact that, that you know, what do we talk about in Overeaters Anonymous? And what we talk about in Overeaters Anonymous is our primary purpose. Um, let me start out by saying that everything I say here is my opinion. I do not speak for OA as a whole, although I'd like to. <laughs> um, <laughs> when that job opens up, I'm standing in line. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, what we talk about here is, is abstinence. That's our primary purpose is to abstain and to carry the message to the compulsive overreader who still suffers in and out of the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous, and I can talk about that. I may be flat on my back. I may be sobbing most of the time right now. My life may not really look like uh, what, you know, a poster child for newcomers would, would want it to look like, but I've been abstaining one day at a time since the first meeting I came to in Overeaters Anonymous. The miracle is here, and you do not have to walk out of here without it. I got it the first meeting I came to, and I really believe that it's here for all of us every single time that we ask for it, every single time that we come to a meeting. Um, uh, my roommate and I, Ruthie, were talking about the fact that um, what we share in Overdose Anonymous is what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. So for the what it was like and what happened, the newcomers can stay in the meeting. For the what it's like now, you need to go get a cup of coffee because, again, <laughs> woo! <laughs> there should be like Emmys and Tonys and Oscars. There's a whole lot of personnel that's missing from what my life should look like right now. And, uh, um, but anyway. Um, what it was like was um, I'm a compulsive overeater, and I, I can remember the first time that I realized that something was wrong with my eating when I was about 10 years old, and I came home from a very hard day of third grade or whatever that was that I was going through at the time. 
And my mother had made a double batch of the stuff that we put on top of the stuff that we blow candles out on top of. <laughs> that doesn't make you hungry. <laughs> and, and I ate the entire thing after school. And then I learned at 10 years old, having no previous experience in this area, how to make it. And I made another double batch because I didn't want anybody to know that I had eaten all of that. And even then, I knew that that was not probably what my little friends down the street were doing with their afternoons, learning how to make that stuff. Um, I was also the kid that, um, that got the food during the television watching. My father is a professor, and so we got to watch television about three and a half minutes a week. And we all, because it's bad for your brain. And, uh, and by the way, I worked in television for 20 years after that, so ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I, I got really good at I got really good at television production because I had to watch all the commercials with no sound down. It's like, wow, why is that interesting? <laughs> why are people buying that? <laughs> and I went and did that for a living. Um, so, so I was the one that would go get the food, and they would all be sitting, you know, wrapped attention with the sound down on the on the commercials, and I would run in. Oh no, no, I'll get it, and I would go in and sh open the refrigerator or open the pantry or open the drawer wherever the stuff was, and shove it in my face as fast as I could. And I would get all the food in, in my mouth as fast as I could and swallowed. In the meantime, while I'm preparing this and that and that for everybody else, I'd walk back in and they would say, oh, don't you want anything, Carla? And I'd say, no. <laughs> uh, I'm not hungry. <laughs> um, that's another reason that I learned I worked at what I... Uh, one of the things that I did in television production was make commercials, and I know exactly how long the commercial break is because that's how long I had to eat, and then I had to get the food back. Um, I also, when I'm, I am the kind of compulsive overeater that I talked about, in the, as my friend Wendy says in the big book of, of Overeaters Anonymous, um, the text of recovery. The alcoholics started it, but we've taken it over. Um, and I'm the kind of person that that is the is the, the great obsession person that and that is um, in the chapter more about compulsive overeating or alcoholism and it says that the that um, sorry I've lost my place here the idea that somehow someday she will control and enjoy her eating is the great obsession of every abnormal overeater and that's the kind of compulsive overeater that I am. But I want to control it and enjoy it. And I'm learning in Overeaters Anonymous one day at a time that I can't control and enjoy anything. <laughs> Those are two completely different concepts. If I want to control it, I can't enjoy it. If I want to enjoy it, I can't control it. But I did a lot, I did a lot of work out there trying to enjoy and control my eating. And I tried all sorts of things, even when I was a little girl. Um, I was athletic. And one of the things that I did was run, <laughs> mostly away from my family. <laughs> um, but um, God gave me a gift. God gave me a gift, and I was um, not really even physically, it didn't make sense. You know, it's like a miracle of science. How could she run that fast? She's white, and her people are from Bohemia. <laughs> um, and uh, um, not a lot of sprinters from that area of the world. And, uh, but God gave me a gift, and, and for a long time, I used, I, what I used that gift for was to eat whatever I wanted to. That was what that gift represented to me, was an opportunity to eat whatever I wanted to. And it worked for a long, long time. Um, 
I was in, when I was in college, I had a track scholarship, and I ran for a university down here in Southern California. And we had a we our track, the women's track team was part of a science project, I guess you might say, um, for the um, the introduction to physiology class at this huge university. And there's about as many people as are here tonight in this great big auditorium, you know, with the seats going up this way and the lights on the stage. And we and the track team would have to come in and, and stand on the stage in our bathing suits and get our fat pinched and our arms pinched and get dunked in the dunk tank. And in front of, you know, 500 people once a week, they would say, Colin McCullen, 135 pounds! You know? Ah! That was horrible! And, um, and we also had to write down absolutely everything that we ate. Now, I, you know, one thing that I think about us is that I'm the most dishonest person I know. If you want somebody to lie, call me. I'm the best liar that ever lied a lie. At the same time, I am so honest. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I wouldn't, I always give the 15 cents back when they give me more money at the thing, and I, and I would never blah, 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 um, you know, unless, unless it was food, <laughs> in which case I'm the best liar of a lie to lie. And, and so I told them exactly what it was that I ate, every single thing I ate for that week. And my coach said in front of 500 people, oh, my God. <laughs> and, um, and I thought, what? And, you know, they, and, they, and all the students, <gasps> you know, 500 voices at once. <gasps> she should be exploding. <laughs> and, um, and that was when I started to realize that I needed to be ashamed about the way that I eat. I mean, I knew it wasn't, I was different, but I had not really gotten to the point, and, and, and I'm fortunate in that regard. I was not a, a child that had to live with obesity. Um, but I started to learn the shame part of this illness, and, 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 and that I had to hide it. And um, so I started to lie, <laughs> which, of course, in the science experiment didn't work either because the food that I was now reporting, I should have been losing a lot of weight. Um, <laughs> so, um, so began uh, yet another idea that I had, and that was to diet. I don't know if anybody in here is familiar at all with that terminology, but um, I tried all sorts of diets. And the only, the only caveat that I had, the line in the sand for me, was that I would not pay anybody for information about a diet because then they would know I was sick <laughs> and that was embarrassing so um, so I stole diets or I would write stand in the line at the Ralph's in Southern California and write the diets out of the book on my check my checks on the back of my checks because I'm not going to buy the magazine because then the checker would know that I shouldn't have all those Oreos <laughs> in my car it doesn't go together <laughs> and um, and so you know lose 65 pounds in 15 minutes and all that stuff I would write. And, you know, some of the diets that I did was, you know, you only eat protein. Even before Atkins, man, we were trying this stuff, weren't we? I mean, wow. Uh, oh, you know what? i got to take a, 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 a detour. If, I hope I remember. I, when I walked in the, today to check in, uh, I had this necklace on, and I was standing with my roommate and some other people. And this sweetest lady turned around and she said, oh, are you all here for, because we're all hugging and, oh, you know, and, uh, oh, I love you, what's your name again, yay, you know, and now we, no, I said it without knowing anybody, and, and, and she said, oh, are you here for a convention, and I said, yes, and she said, what kind, 
And on you go, dun, dun, dun. Oh, oh, God. Well, I'll just say it because she'll find out anyway. Overeaters Anonymous, it's a 12-step program. And she said, oh, that's great. And I'm thinking, right on, this is going well. You know, my kids are on the Atkins diet. <laughs> and it's working really well for them. But I think, you know, you just need to control your food. Like, <laughs> yes, thank God there's a lot of different ways for all of us. <laughs> Move along. <laughs> anyway, so um, so one, so I tried all these diets. The last one of the diets that I thought was really great was you got to choose a color of the food you wanted to eat, and you only ate that color. Now I think they were thinking green. <laughs> Might have been the color they were working on. I picked white <laughs> because white food, you know, I mean, it, it, it obviously works, and I think you can probably figure out what white works out to be. <laughs> um, that didn't work real well. I also stole my roommate um, Weight Watchers stuff, and uh, and that was actually going pretty well. And you know, the, one of the things that I know about Overeaters Anonymous is the tenth tradition tells us that we don't have an opinion on outside issues. <laughs> we have a lot of opinions on inside issues, but outside issues we try to keep those outside. And so, whatever the food plan is that people are using, that's not important here. So, if you know people are outside using Weight Watchers or whatever, that's that, you know, the spiritual program of recovery, that's not inconsistent with that, in my opinion. But so anyway, I tried Weight Watchers, and it was working for a while, and then I had an opportunity to be in a Tommy Burger eating contest. Now, <laughs> I can't tell this story in Northern California because nobody knows what Tommy Burger is, but you guys know what a Tommy Burger is, right? The biggest, sloppiest, chilliest, fold thing that's just like grease o -rama. You have to eat it standing in a parking lot with huge... Um, towels, you know, the things like you're in a bathroom, huge towel racks like that, and you're like this, you know. And there was a Tommy Burger game contest, which I had an opportunity to represent my school in the middle of my recovery for thing. And I ate nine. Nine. Double. <laughs> Nobody else can understand that story in Southern California. And, and, Oh my God! And I was on I was on the news, all three stations, <laughs> and they interviewed me for the Daily Trojan. It was like, oh my God, this girl ate nine Tommy Burgers. <laughs> well, you know, there went that diet. Um, another thing that I that another thing that happened for me because I was an athlete was that. Um, I really ate away that gift that God gave me. I ate it right away because food was more important than anything in my life. And I didn't know why that was. You know, I had no idea at that time because I didn't know about Overeaters Anonymous and I didn't know about a higher power in my life and I didn't know that the problem wasn't what I was eating, the problem was what was eating me. And, um, and so, uh, wow, that went somewhere. Uh, okay, so I came to OA. <laughs> Oh, and another thing, I was an aerobics instructor for a long time, and um, I was teaching four aerobics classes a day at four different places. And when I finally grew out of my leotard, that ended that enjoying and controlling option for me. I just, I, oh, and I, yeah, and, I, and I ate away my gift. That's what I was talking about. God gave me a gift, and I just ate it away because I, I, I didn't have any respect for it. And because I didn't, I was out of control. I'm a compulsive overeater. I have lost the ability to control my eating. And I finally came to Overeaters Anonymous after the last best idea I had, which was my um, abstinence date is um, November 9th, 1988. 
And uh, for the newcomer, I'm maintaining a 60-pound weight loss over um, a, a long period of time, including two pregnancies, which I think counts for something. <laughs> and uh, I go to my closet today, and I pick out the clothes, and they're the clothes that are in my closet, and I don't have to worry about if they're the fat clothes or the thin clothes or the, oh, God, someday can I wear that shirt clothes. Um, and and Overeaters Anonymous has given me an ability to, to live in my skin um, pretty well pretty well to pretty much accept that this is this this one works fine it's not exactly what I want it to look like as my sponsor says I really want to be up here in a white song bikini <laughs> but then we'd have a lot more believing in the room so yeah so <laughs> um, and, 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 and as my friend Richie says I have been restored to sanity where food is concerned and the reason I know that is because I know what I ate today I have not been restored to perfection. And that, baby, that's the thing, isn't it? Newcomers, close your ears. That's the thing. I love this program. This program has changed my life. This program has allowed me to have the same sponsor for 11 and a half years, no matter what. On her side, not on my side. I would have her no matter what. But, um, you know, to maintain relationships over a long period of time, I, th th this program has allowed me to be the kind of employee that people find jobs for when the job ends. Oh, Carlin, we'll find something for you to do. Um, that was not happening for me before. I was, you know, I was pretty much unemployable because they didn't make me queen. And if they didn't make me queen, I was not a good employee. And, and you know, Overismanus has done all of that for me, and I feel that I, that I am in a body which passes for normal. I know it's not normal, but it passes. I can walk into a store and buy a pair of pants today. I mean, I couldn't do that when I came into Overeaters Anonymous. And, and it's not perfect. You know, I knew one woman, maybe some of you guys will remember her, um, and I just forgot her name. It'll come to me. In, she's in the Glendale area. She ate exactly the same thing every day, exactly the same thing. And except for on Christmas and Thanksgiving when she had, like, some sort of pumpkin thing she made with NutraSweet. That was it. Her weight stayed the same. That has not been my experience in Overeaters Anonymous. This too shall pass. Uh, you know, the weight that I am is probably not going to be the one I'm going to have every single day from now until the end of time. But it's, you know, it's, it's progress, not perfection. And, and it's not giving up before the miracle. And it's understanding that this is a way of life. And that's what I mean by I've been restored to sanity where food is concerned. I have not been restored to perfection. I keep coming back so that I can either get rid of the desire for perfection or get perfect. Um, so, it's, it's an adventure. <laughs> I'm hanging around to see what happens. Anyway, so I came to Overeaters Anonymous after my last best idea, which was to eat nothing but, um, okay, nine days after Halloween is my abstinence day. And I came to my meeting on Wednesday night at Glendale, um, nine days after Halloween and I ate nothing but the stuff you give the kids at Halloween for nine days. That was my last best idea. I was suicidal. I had a plan. Um, I wanted to die and I figured the best way to get there was little mini Snickers. <laughs> um, why not? I didn't want to eat anything else. Why bother? You know, why bother with green, orange, whatever, brown? We're all, we're down to brown. And I walked into, I... I called Overeaters Anonymous at the suggestion of a, of a health professional, and I and and, the, and they told me where the meeting was, and it was in um, it was in Pasadena, 
and it was on the other side of the freeway from Pasadena where there weren't any fast food restaurants, so I'd never been there before. <laughs> but it was where people lived. So I don't know. I don't know about that part of town. Uh, I, I like to live downtown because I could get to the fast food restaurants a lot quicker and the grocery store. So, so I went to this church where the meeting was supposed to be, and there was nobody there. And I thought, okay, wow, I am not going to be part of an organization. I don't even know where their meetings are. And then my second thought was, well, maybe they need me <laughs> to help them organize knowing where their meetings are. <laughs> I was a good candidate for this program. And, I, and I'm so I'm down in the basement asking a man who he and I are not from the same country and we are not speaking the same language, and he's trying to explain to me where this meeting goes. And here comes this woman. She was adorable. She was absolutely adorable. She bounded like glided down the stairs. And um, and I hated her immediately because <laughs> because I saw how big her butt was and it was smaller than mine. Is that right? That's what I spent my that's that's how useful my life was. How big is my butt? How big is your butt? That's basically what I was doing. Every situation was based on how big is my butt? How big is your butt? I could go to your party if your butt was bigger than mine. I could go to your party if my butt was smaller than it was yesterday. I mean, yeah. <laughs> This is, this is not a useful life, not at all. I'm not contributing anything to the universe at this point. So bounds down the fabulous, gorgeous woman who, you know, and God is so smart because somebody else would not have attracted me to OA. But here comes this gorgeous woman who's butt smaller than mine, and she starts speaking the language of the man who's vacuuming the carpets, and she says, oh, I know where the meeting is. Come on, it'll be fun. Which is another perfect thing for her to say. I'm like, sure, all right, you right, dirty fun, here we go. So she got in her car and I got in my car and we took off up the road farther into the place I've never been before and she turned into this parking lot of the bank where the meeting was. And I saw her car park and I parked my car and I'm walking up the stairs and I have never seen that lady again. And I have never left since. Now, God has a sense of humor. My God loves me. And I'm glad I'm saying that right now because two weeks ago I wasn't quite sure. That's the miracle of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm getting recovery standing right here just like you guys are. And we're going to give it to each other back and forth all weekend and hopefully one day at a time for telling perfect. Um, <laughs> outside the meeting room of this Overeaters Anonymous, no kidding, was a giant pig sculpture. I'm not kidding you. Right? I was talking with John and Janet, and we, we, they were at my very first meeting 14 years ago. And there's a circus sculpture outside the meeting, and I, you know, okay, all right, you're right. I'm here. I'm in the right, in the right place. I'm in the right place. And what I heard at that meeting that, you know, I heard it as if it was, I'm sorry. I heard it as, as if it was spoken to me. I heard it as if they said, Carlin, you don't ever have to compulsively overeat again if you don't want to, one day at a time. That's it. That's the message. That's the message of Overeaters Anonymous, in my opinion. I heard it at my very first meeting. I've heard it at every single meeting that I've ever been to. And I hope that I will continue to remember to tell people that message as as I continue to do service in gratitude and in responsibility for the service that was done to me to save my life. I don't ever have to compulsively overeat again if I don't want to one day at a time. And I used to think the important part of that sentence, oh, really, okay. I used to think, we're not even going to get to what it's like now. <laughs> Yay! That's the depressing part. Uh, 
but, but exciting and opportunity-filled. Um, that's what later abstinence looks like. Um, I used to think the important part of that sentence was you don't have to compulsively overeat ever again. And now I think the important part of that sentence is, and then, I, and then after a while the important part was if you don't want to. And now I'm kind of back to one day at a time. One day at a time. That's another thing that is sticking it to my perfectionism. Because on a daily basis, I'm, I'm capable of doing all sorts of strange things with my food plan. I mean, you know, Overeaters Anonymous has gotten me out in the world. I have a car that works. Okay, car. I have a car story I have to tell. Okay. I have children. I have responsibilities. I have a job. And so, you know, you're driving down the street and all of a sudden a change in the food plant appears in yellow and red neon. Mm. And I wish I could tell you that I came into Overages Anonymous and then I've had perfect food every day. I don't know. But, well, to me, what perfect food is a carrot, two ounces of chicken, and, you know, running. <laughs> there's your best lunch. Ten miles. So, um... That hasn't been my experience, but it has been my experience that if I've taken this program one day at a time and I make a commitment to abstinence every day, abstinence is defined by Overeaters Anonymous, which is refraining the action of refraining from compulsive overeating, not stupid eating, not willful eating, not Carl and get a hold of yourself and call your sponsor eating, compulsive, can't help it, it's in my mouth before I knew it got there, I have no choice, I am out of control. And if I can make a commitment to, to, to the actions that are required, having a sponsor, knowing her phone number, having called her in the recent past, knowing what step I'm on, I'm on step eight right now, knowing where my home group is and then having seen me in the recent past, all that stuff is part of how I, I refrain, I use the action of refraining from compulsive overeating. And one day at a time, this miracle of recovery is happening for me. And I believe that I have been restored to sanity where food is concerned. And I believe that I have a way of life that works in every instance. And I, I wish I could t talk more about those instances, but you guys have them too. Those things where you think, well, okay, I'll tell one really quick. Um, I had a, an illness separate to my compulsive overeating. There was a treatment for it. The doctor said you're going to gain 20 pounds. I took the treatment anyway. I only gained 10. But I wanted to be the medical miracle that lost 20 pounds. That didn't happen. They said, okay, here's a new medication for this, for this uh, medical problem that you have. If you take this new medication, you will lose the 10 pounds. I took the new medication. I did start losing weight immediately. Within two weeks, I lost seven pounds. Come on, seven, that's a lot for me, for any of us. Seven ounces is a lot when I want to lose weight. And, but it made me agitated, and I stopped taking it. That's the miracle for me of Overeaters Anonymous. My serenity, my ability to be of service to my family and to my fellows is more important than the size of my butt. I can't believe I said that. Okay. <laughs> the Oreo cookie story and then I'm done. Um, <laughs> Ruthie told me, Oreo car. Here it is. Um, before I came into Overeaters Anonymous, I was a resident advisor, which is like a camp counselor in the dorms. Um, and my residents in this building that I was living in knew that I had my first job interview and um, ever. And I, as a good compulsive reader, had a car which had not been washed, period, had not been washed in two years. Now, in living in L.A., that's not a problem because it doesn't rain for two years, so, you know, the dust just sort of sits there. But it literally had not been washed in two years. And so they knew that I was going to have my first interview, and they covered my entire car, entire car with Oreo cookies. 
take off one side and suck the white part on the car. It's a waste, isn't it? Bad, bad students, bad. So, and Anne is a good composer. I'm totally late for my interview. I'm going to have to drive 100 miles an hour up the 110 freeway no matter what, and now I've got Oreo cookies all over my car. So I scraped the windshield enough so that I can scrape the windshield enough so that I can see out of it and I scrape the rearview mirror and I roll down the window and I get in my car and literally people are driving off the freeway because the Oreo mobile is rattling at a hundred miles an hour to get to the to get to my job interview and, and just so you know, just it's one of the things that helps me remember that I'm here and why I have to keep coming back one day at a time and why I'm really looking forward to seeing you one day at a time so that by the time I got to my job interview the entire door was eaten off. <laughs> for this weekend, and you can see that uh, Susan, our entertainment chair, has uh, planned a great weekend of entertainment for you uh, starting tonight. But if you look on the back, uh, you can see all the things that were are scheduled in Cafe OA tomorrow and the, uh, the comedian and, uh, and the karaoke and so forth. So please take this and, and see the entertainment schedule, and tonight we're going to start with Oasis of Recovery. Now, uh, tomorrow you